Hello, I'm Chris Lappin, and I'm joined by Tony Thorpe. You okay, Tony? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, so uh, whereabouts are you this, this evening? I'm actually um, not long finished work, and I'm back home now in Leicester. Oh, brilliant. So, so we just kick off and start beginning. Um, how were you scouted by Leicester City as a youth player? Yeah, just I suppose it's the norm through uh, lots of local football clubs. I used to play for a club called YMCA, which was a local football team, quite a good side in Leicester in those days. Yeah. Um, and I got scouted by a, a lovely gentleman, unfortunately he's not here anymore, called Len Mulby. Yeah. He used to do all the rounds of all the local football teams from under 16s right down to you know, under 7s. And uh, he saw something in me that he liked and like I say, got me into Leicester as a young kid, and um, I sort of developed from there, really. Yeah, and um, following your release from Leicester, you signed for Luton City, ah, Luton Town, sorry. <laughs> um, you moved from an attacking midfielder into a striking role at Leicester. Um, Leicester that's that's, Luton. Def- yeah, so, that's yeah. definitely true. Which position do you prefer, uh, and who did that? Yeah, I mean, I... As a, as a very young kid, I always had a, I, I like to think a knack for, for scoring goals, mm. uh, whatever position I played, whether it be midfield out on the left, out on the right. Um, but uh, Lenny Lawrence decided uh, after David Pleat played me quite a few times, mm. left for Luton. Um, Lenny Lawrence decided that because I did have an eye for a goal, that it, it chanced me centre forward on a couple of occasions, and it, and it paid off. And I had that eye, eye for a, a finish. And um, the rest is history, as they say. I sort of took it in my stride and became a striker then for, for 20 years, I suppose. Yeah, you've done very well. I think you've got a, was it nearly a one in two ratio. That looks right, wasn't Yeah, I'm very. I get asked quite a lot through lots of different um, sites and media sites and interviews you know, about my record. And yeah, I, I'm pretty proud of it, really. I think I finished with 167. Uh, and yeah, I think I have got a record in. One in every two games. So as a striker, you can only be whatever level you can only be at. Yeah, and um, so you had four spells at Luton, um, two on loan. Um, you must be must be great to see them back in the football league. After, after yeah, a few years it's out. been it's been a painful ride. For <laughs> them. I mean, they got uh, very well mistreated five, six, seven years ago and tumbled down the leagues. Uh, and it's a great club, Luton. Mm. Uh, I was back there last year watching the game. Uh, live on BT and I do try and get to, to go to a few games every now and again and it's just fantastic to see them competing now and they've had a sticky start but they've sort of started to pick up over the last couple of weeks so I do look to see how they get on very regularly. Yeah, so they've got um, 12 points in nine games. So it, will, yeah, is survival, what, will, will survival um, do this season? I don't think that level of football is um, the strongest mm. but got teams that have been in it for the last so many years that are used to it ready for it, prepared for it whereas Luton have come out of a very strong season out of conference mm. and they should have momentum and they should have confidence going into to league football, definitely with the support that they have um, to hit the ground running and do well, so we're very early into a season me personally I think if they finish in the top seven I think it is in the yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll finish in a playoff place is that above them this year? I'm not quite sure. I think, um, me personally, I think if they can just establish themselves this year and next year really have a good push, I think that would be probably my guess. 
Okay, so then you had a brief spell at Fulham before moving to Bristol City. Do you have fond memory, memories of Ashton Gate? Oh, amazing. Yeah. People ask me all the time, obviously I had three, I, I'd like to say that, and I don't want to upset anybody here, but I had three um, good times at three very, very good clubs, and I would class Bristol City, QPR and Luton in that. And yeah. my time at Bristol, um, my wife even tells me to this day, you know, it's probably her biggest regret was moving from there, because I had four fantastic years there under so many different managers, but another very, very big club. Um, mm playing in the wrong league for me so uh, I know they're flying this year so let's hope Steve Cottrell can um, guide him into, that, uh, into the championship next year you had another excellent scoring record there despite a slow start didn't you it was 51 and 128 John Ward brought me in with Adi Akinbai yeah uh, went for quite a lot of money um, it didn't quite work for, for one reason or another uh, John parted company and then Bristol had numerous managers within that year mm. so it was a sticky start for me, maybe down to my performances, um, maybe a little bit down to maybe the, the, the management and style uh, of everyone that came in. Uh, so a little bit of both. But as soon as I, as soon as Danny Wilson came in, um, I, I'd like to think that I, I did quite well for that club. Okay, if we go briefly back to Fulham, who do you think should um, take over the club this season? Yeah, I mean, I only had a little spell at, at Fulham, hmm. less than nine months. Um, under Kevin and Ray were two great guys um, and I, had, I think Kevin pulled me one day and just said you know we've had a, a, a real a decent offer from Bristol City mm. uh, and we also realised that you just signed a four year deal and you've not been in long but you know you might not be guaranteed a first team player so I, I, I thanked him very much because I couldn't speak highly of both of them um, and I moved on and Bristol at that time had just got actually promoted into the into the championship, so it was a good opportunity for me. Yeah. Um, but Fulham's a great club. Uh, I'm sad to see what's happening at the moment, and I'd like to see Kit Simons be given an opportunity. To there's not enough young, up and coming managers. I don't think have getting given that chance. No. Um, at uh, the <clears throat> manager, he's uh, doing quite well. You look at Johnson at Oldham under really poor resources. He's doing quite well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, definitely would like to see a lot more English coaches and managers uh, given an opportunity. I'd like Kit uh, Kit Simons. I think he's Welsh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like him to be given, <laughs> given the opportunity rather than just spending silly money to get a big name in. Yeah. Um, so then, so at QPR, you played under Ian Holloway. Is he as mad in real life as he comes across in the media? Yeah, I get asked that quite a lot. He's an intelligent um, guy. Uh, I love my time club and mm. obviously I was quite lucky that the first year I went there we got promoted Yeah. so we had good times under Ian and Kenny Jacket who again I couldn't speak more highly of, of Kenny mm. um, he was uh, another good reason uh, Kenny and Tim Breaker while uh, that club did really well that year it wasn't just Ian you know he had good backroom staff and them two deserved a lot of credit hence whilst Kenny Jacket's flying at Wolverhampton Wanderers mm. moment very very He's an excellent manager, manager at that level, isn't excellent. Yeah, and I've got to be honest with you, he's another one that should be given another chance at the highest level because he's, he's, he's very knowledgeable. Okay? Mm. But um, yeah, great times, and, 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 and Ollie, to be fair to him, is nuts, but he, he deserves a lot of credit because he has some fantastic yeah. qualities as well. We do miss him in the Premier League, because we really enjoyed yeah, it I'm last sure season. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, media do, because he's, he's a bundle of fun, you don't ever know what to expect from him. He's, um, he wears his art on his sleeve. Uh, as a player and as a manager, 
and uh, he gives you a lift. He makes you feel, uh, I'd say, five, you know, an extra couple of feet tall. Um, and that's the kind of guy he was. Okay, um, you played for plenty of clubs in your later career. Um, did you have to do an initiation at each club? And if so, what was your favourite? Say that again, so I didn't catch that. Catch that Chris. I said, um, you played for plenty of clubs in your later career. Did you have to do an initiation at each club? No, not really. No. <laughs> um, I struggled. I'd like to think that I struggled a little bit at Swindon. I'd say that was probably yeah. not a very good good time for me. You know, you're going in there as a, a very good goal scorer. Uh, you have nothing to prove, but I, I'd come from really a couple of little niggly injuries at QPR in the second season, which mm. kept me out most of the season, done my medial. Um, so I, I just, under Andy King, who's a great guy, I just couldn't do it for him. And, and in, in, in the end, I sort of fizzled out into it. Um, I'd like to, I'm around about 34, 35 years old. I think my time was up at that level of football, mm. um, which I have regrets uh, over, because I always find that the lower you go, the harder it it's not the easiest no. uh, um, times that I had at non-league and Stevenage to be fair so, um, so what have you been up to since you've left the professional game yeah I mean I was coaching in America for nearly two years on and off with a, a good guy called Godfrey Ingram and Graham Ingram that had a so called um, American soccer camp in the yeah. UK uh, so my natural progression was to probably go straight into coaching but I've got to be honest, I have a, I had a, I'm a people's person, um, I've got great uh, people skills, I love meeting different people, so I, I burst into recruitment, cons- uh, I am a recruitment consultant at the moment for Teachers UK, yeah. which is a fantastic company, mm. um, so I've been doing that for well over a year now, and I'm, at the minute I love my job, uh, and I also do Leicester's media uh, as well, so I do all Leicester's home games. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so. I was actually at the Man United yesterday so on, uh, on Sunday, so I know you're a Man. Did you say you're a Man United fan? Yeah. You? Yes, uh, they capitulated. Uh, yeah, we'll be discussing it on the. Very quickly, but Leicester deserved uh, all the credit they could get. Yeah, it seems, seems to go wrong as soon as Evans went off, doesn't so. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I like Evans. He's pretty much the most natural defender that you have, whereas the, the other ones are um, more ball centre off players. Mm. You know, like to be So you had, you had a brief spell of management at was it Hales Owen Town? That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I I got offered the role from the two guys that I was working for through the US camp. Um, spent a bit of time in America, and, and again at that level of football, you need a bit of love, but you also need the resources. They cut the budget quite heavily. Mm. Um, we let a, a player called Stephen Moore go, and probably remember Stephen Moore. Um, Villa and Leicester and, yeah. yeah that's it you got it and um, we, so they had quite a good squad when I uh, inherited it but then mm. sort of middleway through the season it deteriorated and lost lots of players and had to bring in a bit more youth so it was a very difficult time but I knew straight away that it wasn't for me at that moment and resigned very well alright so then finally I read you're a Liverpool fan is that right no I'm not I, I'm not. A, I'm a big Celtic fan. Kenny yeah. Dalglish is my hero. So, um, from from such a young age, I, uh, my dad was Scottish, so I used to go watch mm. Celtic quite a lot. So I became a Celtic fan. 
I have got a there's two clubs that I love watching and that's Liverpool and Arsenal but yeah. there's, there's fond memories of the 80s late 80s Liverpool team um, way out in Barnes, Beardsley's and, and stuff like that mm. so that's when I sort of enjoyed watching Liverpool I thought they were a fantastic side in them days and, and uh, enjoyed it immensely but Kenny I, I should imagine it's, it's down to Kenny Kenny's yeah. one of my heroes so well, do you think Celtic are really suffering with Rangers not being in the top division? Uh, yeah, you could say that, I suppose, Chris. I mean, I've been to a few derbies in my time. and It does keep the Scottish PL League very, very healthy. Mm. But at this moment in time, I think Celtic are actually suffering as a club at the moment. I bet one of my good friends, John Hartson, obviously, mm. Celtic, you know, through Martin O'Neill. So, um, you know, they are suffering, but that bit of... Because I think I think we thought the league might become overall stronger well, with I Rangers. Think a lot of teams fans. catching them up. Celtic will probably be fine this year. Mm. It? It's not a full goal anymore. It ain't a, a thirty-point lead. That's not going to happen anymore. Uh, the with the resources of even Celtic missing Champions League, which is not going to be a full goal conclusion every year now. Um, in the sense of the teams that they play, you know, are getting stronger and stronger around Europe as well. So. Mm. Um, for that um, second stage um, so they are going to struggle but this year I'd like to stick with them I can't say they'll be fine but Rangers are breathing down their necks now I think Rangers are in the, is it the second division now I think they're in the Scottish Championship I think they call it now yeah. Yeah. so if Rangers were to win this this, this year then she would be very interesting ok and, well, well thank you for joining me I'll... no Thanks very much, it's been a pleasure. Okay, thank you. Take care, bye.